Coming up on today's episode of the Matt Dining Podcast, we have a great action-packed show for you here. A little longer, but that is because uh, we have a great interview with Rich Kelly and Cam Young, uh, two former teammates of mine. Rich has been on the show, and uh, this is Cam's first time on the show. So uh, it really was a, a funny, uh, good interview, um, one of the best we've ever had here on uh, TMD. So be sure to tune into that later on in the show. But we start things off with... A little bit of NCAA Final Four, uh, you know, recap here. Uh, you know, the the teams are now we're now set for the Final Four, so we we break that down, and then uh, we do the tournament uh, challenge breakdown. Uh, who's probably going to win that, uh, and the, who's in first, second, and third in that, and then we move over to the NBA. We talk about the red hot Boston Celtics. Uh, Robert Williams potentially out for the rest of the season. We'll see what happens there, uh, and then we even talk a little bit about. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock in the face. Dad even makes the show here. So, uh, And then we get into the interview with uh, Rich and Cam. So we got that coming up on today's show. Today's show is brought to you by thegreatvimedia.com. If you haven't, head over to Great Vine Media. Check it on out. Uh, really, uh, uh, again, subscribe to the email listing. Make sure you don't miss anything Grapevine. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped, who just launched their fourth-generation uh, performance package, the ultimate package, includes a lot more 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0, Manscaped, the leader in male grooming, have done it again made to take your grooming game to the next level. So join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the new performance package 4.0 by going over to manscaped.com for 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TMD20 at checkout. Again, TMD20 at checkout. First off in the new performance package, uh, is obviously the lawnmower 4.0. The thing's amazing. You can bring it in the shower. It's got the 4,000K LED uh, light, so you, you don't miss a spot. Where, whenever you're, you're manscaping, you're doing your business, uh, you know, the, the lights, you could turn the lights off. Uh, I don't recommend it, but you could because that's how good the light on this trimmer is. Uh, and it, like I said, you can take it in the shower. You can do all, all you can do all the manscaping in the shower if you want. Um, next in the performance package uh, is... My favorite, the Weed Whacker. Uh, it's the nose and ear hair trimmer. I love that thing. I love the name for it. Always have and always will. So be sure to head over to manscaped.com. Get whatever you need. They got it all over there. And be sure to use code TMD20 at checkout for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Again, TMD20 at checkout. All right, let's do it. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Matt Donahue Podcast, episode 111. Now, I know I missed you last week, okay? But there's there's uh, there's due cause, I should say, uh, for why I missed uh, the episode last week. And that is because we have a dual interview this episode, which we're going to get to uh, here shortly with uh, Cam Young and Rich Kelly, who's a, who's a fan favorite here. On uh, on this podcast, so that and it's a hilarious. It's I don't even want to call it an interview. I want to call it more of like a a discussion amongst three friends because that's really what it was. There was like a little bit of interviewing and just like a whole lot of laughing and a whole lot of uh craziness going on. So that's that's pretty much what that interview was. Um, uh, but it was a really fun time. So we got that coming up for you guys uh, later on in the show here. Now, before we get to that, I do want to discuss a few things. Obviously, the NCAA tournament is going on. We got the Final Four uh, set in stone here. 
which means the tournament challenge uh, is winding down, and you know the the winners are starting to uh, you know pull away. The the top three people um, are starting to pull away here, and um, luckily for you all, I am in seventh place in the tournament challenge bracket. So uh, there, whoever comes in second place will not be getting a shirt that says you lost to me because I'm in seventh place. So uh, with that being said, I just want to do a quick rundown here of the people who are in um, who's in first right now. We have K Whip is in first, and we have Coach Pops Pimples in second. Uh, K Whip is in first with a hundred and eighty. F- no, sorry, eight hundred and forty points. No, just kidding, six hundred and eighty points. Uh, second place is six hundred and ten points, and in third place is Christian McGugan with 580. So we have K-Whip in first, Coach Pops, Pimples, and Christian McGugan um, 100 behind. So if you're 100 behind here or lower, you know, it's going to be very hard to, uh, you know, make this jump, I think, because, I, I mean, I, and I guess I don't know, but I don't know how the Final Four is playing out here. But from the looks of it, there's no, uh, there's no one in the top three that has anyone or winning their bracket uh, is not is not there. So, for example, K-Web has Baylor. Uh, Coach Pop Pimples has Kentucky. And Christian McGugan also has Kentucky. So, it's looking like K-Web is going to take this thing home. I'm not sure, but we'll see uh, what happens there. So, um, if you're in it, you know, and you're one of those guys, I don't know who Coach Pop's Pimples is. Or, yeah, Coach Pop, Coach Pop's Pimples has to be somebody from my sports journalism uh, group chat. There's no way someone just comes up with a name like that. So it has to be someone from there. Although, I don't know. We'll see uh, who it is, and maybe they take the lead, and we figure out who it is. Um, so with the breaking down of this uh, tournament, the TMD Bracket Challenge, here, let's actually talk about the games um, because, you know, there's some, some pretty good games this, this past weekend. Uh, St. Peter's run comes to an end. Uh, sadly, you know, Mag Nation, uh, they were re- representing, and, uh, you know, they just, all good things must come to an end at some point. So, um, no, that, that team was really fun to watch, though. You know, that, that team was really fun to watch. Uh, it, Purdue, you know, that Purdue game where they won was also very fun to watch. Um, you know, I think they're, they, they, they were really fun to watch because of the simple fact that they just – should not have been there, you know, like even in, I don't want to even talk about the Kentucky game because I had Kentucky winning the whole thing. Kellen, I'll never, I'll never let you live that down. Uh, I said that when I was making my bracket, I would never let you live that down and I'm never going to let you live that down. But it's just crazy that St. Peter's made it as far as they did because they were so undersized in everyone they played and they still won these games. And it was crazy. Um, so, you know, and it was a great story, and um, but ultimately you knew that they probably – I mean, honest to God, I'm not even going to say that. I, I had a feeling that they could have made the Final Four. You know what I mean? Like that's – they were – they looked very good up up until yesterday, uh, Sunday, sorry, where, you know, they just – they lost by 20 to UNC. Um So, but up until that point, they looked very good uh, defensively. I just – you know, it's it's almost like a, a blueprint for Cinderella teams here. It's almost like the offense is never – it's off, not being able to score is what ultimately screws these Cinderella teams late 
like later on in the tournament. You know, the um, few games in, you know, the first game is always an upset, and it's usually always a, it's it's always a crazy upset, and everyone's like, oh my god, and they, like so that was St. Peter's this year, and then you know the defense they they were able to keep that going, um, and they were able to put up points enough points. Uh, with how good of defense they were playing to survive and advance in these games. But that's what it seemed like uh, yesterday. It was just the, the defense, it wasn't there uh, like it was the first few games, and then the offense, again, also wasn't there. So, um, And the offense doesn't always need to be there for these teams because they're like St. Peter's. Their defense was so good you know, that they were holding other teams – to so little points that they could put up 49 points and win. But, uh, you know, that was not the case. And that ultimately was their demise. And like I said, that that uh, tends to be the case with most Cinderella teams as they advance further in the tournament. It always seems like this is the pattern. You know, they can just never put up enough points uh, when, when they get later in the later in the tournament. So North Carolina knocks off St. Peter's. Um, I really like North Carolina. Uh, I really like that, that the team and um, – I think they're my sleeper for this Final Four. Um, I, I, you know, I also I don't love Kansas. Um, I lo- I really like Villanova. You know, Villanova is a, a deep squad, um, seasoned veteran squad. Uh, just just fundamental basketball team. Uh, that is that is the definition of Villanova basketball, and uh, definitely very fundamentally sound. And I again I really like that team. Uh, and then, you know, Duke is. I don't know where I stand with Duke because early on in the tournament when I was watching them and later uh, in their, their season when I was watching them, I was like, you know, this, D- this Duke team just doesn't really seem like that like that good. But now, like, as this tournament has gone on, I feel like they've gotten – they're one of the teams that has just gotten, like, progressively better the further they go in this tournament. I feel like they came out their first game and it was like, whoa, what's going on here? And then it was like, uh, da, da, da. And, then, and now they're like a very good team in their own, like, in their, they're, they're playing very good teams and they're beating very good teams. So that's, and, and that's the, that's the big thing for me is Arkansas was one of the most, like, not talked about teams, uh, in this tournament, but also just like all year round. And they, they slayed top 10 people the entire year. Um, and Duke won that game and it was like, all right, Duke's for real. So, I don't know where to. I don't know what to think of Duke going into this Final Four because I've seen the really bad where it's like, dude, they're playing awful, and then you've seen the really good where you're like, oh, they're playing really good. It would be crazy if we had a UNC Duke um, national championship game. That would be sick. Um, but who knows? Now we have a. Uh, I I don't know. I like Villanova though. I really do like Villanova. I think they're really good and and. When I when you look back at that game from Saturday, that is the type of Villanova that that is why Villanova is Villanova because they can have the worst offensive game in the game they ever play and still win because their defense is so good, you know. Um, so I don't know. I I really I'm gonna pick Villanova, but again, my picks this entire this entire uh, March Madness tournament have just been awful. So maybe don't. Don't ride with me, but I'm I'm gonna go Villanova here, um, just because of the you know the veterans on that team, the leadership on that team, uh, 
And you can't ever you can't ever bet against Jay Wright. Jay Wright has been these last like six years. He's just been an animal. And Villanova has just been a a, a beast uh, in college basketball. It has been the beast in college basketball. So I don't know. I I'm gonna go Villanova out of this these four teams. Um, but who knows if we have a if we have a Duke UNC Natty tournament that would be that would be something crazy. And then I would 100% be pulling for Coach K. Uh, in that game. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. But it is kind of crazy that UNC ruined uh, Duke's or uh, Coach K's thing, uh, his retirement ceremony, and then, um, you know, they they could potentially play each other in the the, the national championship. That, that would be something. So um, regardless of what happens, we have a we have a very good uh, we have a very good combination of national championship games uh, with these four teams, which is very exciting. So We'll see what happens. Um, but, yeah, the tournament challenge, as of right now, K-Whip is in the lead. Can they hold on to it? I don't know. We'll see. Um, moving on here, though, we do have some little bit of depressing news here uh, in the NBA side um, of things. Today it came out that Robert uh, Williams, uh, Time Lord, has a tear in his meniscus. He's going to miss several weeks um, um, and, you know, probably the rest of the season. Uh, which sucks because the Boston Celtics literally just got the first, the number one seed in the East like two days ago, and that like they're tied for it or something like that. So awful timing, you know. Um, but on the other side of things, the Boston Celtics have been clearly the best team in basketball the past like two months, and not even not even a question the best team in basketball. And they are and they're dominating teams. They're destroying teams. They're they're beating like everyone by thirty plus, um, so you can never just like when a good thing's going good, it, it can never stay that way, you know. Um, but hey, I still believe in this team, um, you know. And it took a while for this team to 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 really start clicking here, but I mean, man, they are clicking. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, twenty five plus points in the last six games, like what? Like they just unreal, um, so you know, and and here's the thing, I don't want to, I don't really want to jinx too much, okay? Um, we haven't, I, we haven't, outside of like a good five minute conversation here and then about the Celtics, uh, we haven't really been harping on them too much because they've just been so good, and like, there's not, there's honestly not that much to talk about, uh, other than the. the t- here's what I will say about them: they, they, they're just a team now. They're, they're a, they're a team one through ten. One through nine. What well, I don't even know how many people they play, but I'm pretty sure they play like ten guys. Uh, you know, not a game, uh, but they have ten guys in the rotation that see playing time uh, every uh, few games or so. But regardless, the team is a full team uh, now, and they got hot at the right time. You know, I mean, like what what can you say? They're they're going into the playoffs, uh, the hottest team in the NBA, and they're the number one defensive team in the NBA. Like, what else can you say about them? What else do you want from them? Honestly, um, so I'm excited. You know, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, it would suck though because I was looking at looking at the standings today, uh, and I can I'll pull them up here too. Um, but the standings are. Currently, right now, as I'm recording this podcast, that the Nets are in ninth, I think, which would which would stink because that means that they're going to be in the playing tournament for this uh, for this NBA playoffs, and that also means that 
that's a potential uh, team that the Boston Celtics could play first round, which would mean, hey, I'm not saying that I'm scared of the Nets, but I, I when I look at the teams who are going to be in that playing tournament, um, you know, you got Cleveland, you got Charlotte, uh, Brooklyn, and the Atlanta Hawks. That the the Nets are the last team you you want to play. So, um, and it also doesn't help that they're the ninth seed uh, going into that. Meaning, because they're they're of the lower seeds, they would play the highest seed. So, if Boston does retain the number one spot, um, that is what that would mean. Um, that they're probably going to play Brooklyn uh, in the NBA playoffs, which again. They smacked Brooklyn. Um, so they smacked Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie. Uh, there was no excuse in that game why... why uh, I mean, they didn't smack them, but it was a great game, and the Celtics won and they beat them. So that's that's the takeaway here is Brooklyn is a beatable team, especially for the Celtics and how good that they've been playing. But the, the loss of Robert Williams is very significant. And we're going to see how that plays out. Daniel Tice, Al Horford, they're going to have to step up, um, you know, big time. And we'll we'll see how it goes uh, in the next in the coming weeks here. But that does – it really does suck. I'm trying to, like, spin this so it's not, like, that negative. Uh, and I tried to spin it into, like, a positive. Like, oh, there's still the number one seed and all that. But that's that's a very big loss. Um, you, you, you can't – there's no way to beat around, beat around that one. It's just – it is what it is. Uh, so – with that being said, um, you know, well, we can address it real quick here. We got three minutes. I said I was going to go for twenty minutes, and we'll play the the whole interview with Cayman Rich. Um, Will Smith smacked the shit out of Chris Rock <laughs> the other day uh, at the Grammys, and um, I'll, I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, yeah, it, I don't really know like where to stand on this situation. Like I. I think um I don't think Will Smith should have hit him. Um I think maybe if he just yelled at him, that that probably would have done it. You know, I think the the walk up and the smack it, it almost looks fake, I'm gonna be honest. Like the first time I saw it, I was like, this is a skit. And then I think everyone thought it was a skit. And then it wasn't until Will Smith started yelling back at Chris Rock that it was like, Wait, this is not a skit, you know? Um but Everyone thought it was because the way Will Smith was walking up there, the way Chris Rock kind of like, he kind of like played into it. And then he also kind of like, like it, it almost seemed like Chris Rock knew the hit was like the, the slap was coming. Um, very John Howard-esque, uh, I must say. Uh, you know, it was, it was like a very flat palm. You know, it was like, bam. That's what it was like. Um, if you're listening on it, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But if you're watching on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just very, uh, it was very like, it was, uh, here's the other thing too. I don't even know if Chris Rock like wrote those jokes. Like, I think that those jokes were just like written by someone else and Chris Rock just like reads them. Cause that, that's what I, when I think to like the ESPYS and I think to like all the other shows where like the host comes out and like does that like little roast session of everyone, um, you know, I I don't know maybe Chris Rock did write it, but I, I I have a feeling he also didn't write it, which makes it like look way worse on Will Ferrell's part. Um, but I don't know it was it's a it was a weird situation. And again, I thought it was fake and it wasn't. So 
I, I don't know. I, I, I can see where Will Smith is coming from. Like, yeah, it was a messed up joke because it's a health problem. She can't do anything about it. Um, but it was also like, okay, he didn't have to like go up there and hit him. But like the people who were overreacting on Twitter calling like for like assault, like battery charges. It was like, dude, he slapped him in the face and then walked away. And Chris Rock continued on with the, what was going on. Chris Rock was like completely fine. Yeah, I mean, like he smacked him, definitely smacked him. But like assault, are, we, are really coming out like assault? Like I, I would, I would have probably lost respect if uh, Chris Rock did file charges against Will Smith for that because that's not that. I mean, like. You've got like smacked by like a girl, like when you said something bad, or like your girlfriend, like you ever really gotten smacked? Like that's that's not assault, you know what I mean? It was one single smack across the face. Um, so for the people on Twitter who are overreacting, like let's calm down. But again, not warranted. Will Smith should not have done it. That's I'm not saying, uh, you know that he should have done it. In that I I I don't have a side here. Uh, I like I like both those. I like both them as actors. I think Chris Rock's hilarious too. Uh, but I also I like Will Smith. I don't have a I don't have a side to pick here. Um, and again, I don't think Chris Rock wrote the joke, so it was like he just said the joke, and then I don't know. It, it, again, it, I thought it was fake, so I don't even know what what to say. Um, you know, for, I've given this way too much way too much time already. But all I know is I woke up this morning. Um, you know, I had a great St. Patrick's Day parade uh, last last night and uh, went to bed pretty early and then woke up and saw all this news and I was like, what the heck? So I, I've, that's pretty much what I've been doing uh, the entire morning trying to figure out, one, if it was real. I think it was definitely real. Um, and I don't know. It's, we're just we're going to go with it. Um, so with all that being said, uh, we now have a special interview with two great friends of mine, uh, two former teammates and two great basketball players, uh, way better than I, when, than I ever was. Um, so I have a lot of respect for these two. Uh, and again, it's, it's not even an interview. It's just a, it's just a discussion amongst three friends that just at some point get a little out of hand. It, it, it gets a little out of hand. So, um, yeah. Um, with all that being said, I'll see you guys next week after this interview and, um, hope you guys enjoy it. All right, here we go. All right, we now welcome on two uh, two esteemed guests, one um, former guest and a new guest that uh, we've been trying to get on for a while. But he's he's just he's big time now. He's a pro now, so I mean he's 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 hard to he's hard to get down for uh, some one on one time. But Rich Kelly, Cam Young, joining the podcast, fellas, how we doing? I'm doing great. Just got off the phone with Dan Tony. So I've been I've been strung up all day, but glad I could, you know, do you the favor and hop on. <laughs> and what about you, Cam? You bum. <laughs> Man, I can't really top that one, but I'm doing good. Uh uh, so wait, where are both you guys right now? I'm in Amherst, Mass. I'm in uh Wilmington, Delaware. Okay. So Ken, you had a you had a game yesterday. Um, and that's why we didn't record yesterday. Rich, what were you doing last night? <laughs> last night, I went to see Batman. Oh, okay, all right. Wait, Cam, have you seen it yet? I have it. All right, Rich, what did you think without any spoilers? It was fire. Um, I think it wasn't the best Batman they've done, but it was my favorite because it was, like, so raw and real. And I feel like, like the Batman – that they portrayed in the movie was like, 
like what you would think a person who dresses up as the Cape Crusader at night and like kicks random bad guys butts would actually be like like he's like a dark twisted dude and I feel like Christian Bale was just like too perfect for that um so I liked it a lot all right it can what about your uh what are your your thoughts of Robert Pattinson being a uh, Batman because I know I know Cam Young is a big Twilight guy at heart I know it bro I don't even know who that is bro <laughs> to be completely honest Bro, yes, you do. It's the dude from Twilight. Which one? The the really white guy, like the the paley white guy. Ah, the main guy. He's new Batman. Ah. It's a couple of those ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking like the really really white guy. I'm assuming really? like the main character. Yeah, 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 yeah. not Shark Boy. Yeah, <laughs> not Shark Boy. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Kim, you gotta go check that out. So. Rich just got done with his season. Cam's still in the middle of his season. Cam, when does your season end? Um, April 2nd. You guys have playoffs or no? No, nah, not this team. <laughs> <laughs> not this team. Playing, playing, <laughs> playing in the G League, like it seems like, like what Michael Jordan would have had to do if he lost to the Toon Squad or whatever, the Monstars. <laughs> Like <laughs> more on mountain, just playing kids one on one. Well, that's basically what Cam's doing because Cam's averaging what, like twenty five a game right now with this team, right? Yeah, averaging like twenty five a game right now. Yeah. So what's so Cam? Let's give. Uh, this is good that Rich is on because Rich is Rich is going to be a potential G League G League star here, or he's going pro, he's going NBA. Yeah, but hopeful. Yeah. So, <laughs> Cam, what's the G League life like? In, in like. Give it to me like in two words and then go into more detail about it. But just give me like two words that come to mind when you think of G League life so far. What's your life uh, like? It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my two words for it. But it's not as bad as people say it is. Like like I know like the G League is like a lot of slack for like the salary and stuff like that, but like people don't put in into terms like that. It's only like five months. So it's like you're getting that salary in five months and then like, the travel is, isn't as bad as everybody says. Like, obviously, the from switching from the D-League to the G-League, they, they got, like, more money to do stuff. So, it's actually pretty cool, like, working out in the same facility as the NBA team and stuff like that, getting that exposure. So, it's pretty dope. Is it better or worse than what you were playing with overseas, what you were doing overseas? Like, bro, just being overseas is, is horrible, like, period. Like, no matter where you are, it's just the fact that you're not – like in America, it's just like it's bad. I don't know. I feel like Rich would be a perfect overseas guy. I feel like he could just get along with anyone I, at any time. I, right in, man. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, maybe for the for the first five months you'll do that, and then the next five months you're like, all right, I'm ready to get back. Yeah, I was telling my dad today, like when I was at Quinnipiac, the first like couple of times this happened, I was like offended, and then I just realized what the reality of the situation was. But I would, like, walk by, like, five of my teammates in the cafeteria, and they wouldn't say hi to me. And I'm like, damn, like, they, I guess they just don't mess with me like that. And then I realized I just look like such an average student that I'm just blending in with the crowd. And they didn't even see me. <laughs> um, you know, the, but, the crazy part is, though, is Cam was one of those five students. Uh, your first was one of them. Cam was <laughs> one of those dudes. <laughs> I don't forget. I forgive, but I don't forget. Yo, but seriously. Uh, 
I feel like people like the general basketball or like the general public doesn't realize like how good the G League is. Like the D League was like kind of trash. I used to watch like the highlights every morning before like fourth grade. I used to turn on NBA TV and watch like Pops Mensa Bonsu, who was the MVP that year, go for like 30 a game. And it was like not good. But the G League has like some amazing players in it. It's pretty it's pretty cool, man, to see Cam. Well, I think a big part of that is what Cam just said is that like a lot of dudes that like now the G League, the salary is better than what it was that dudes would rather be over here in the United States versus overseas. Cause there's a lot of dudes out there like Cam who are homebodies, you know what I mean? Who, who, who can't leave home. So that's, that's what it is. Um, that was a little shot at Cam, but, uh, Cam, where, um, when do you go, like, what are your road trips like? Like, cause you played there last night. How many nights are you guys there? Cause don't you guys play like multiple games in the same spot for a while? Um, it was more so like that, like maybe towards the beginning, like it's more so for COVID reasons. Like we would play the same team twice, but now we just played in Chicago last night and now I'm in obviously playing Philly's G league team. So we oh, play them. So it was like that for COVID. Yeah. Got you. Uh, Cam, who's the best dude you played against or not? All right. We'll do best guy you played against so far in G league, but then most like notable guy you've played in the G league, like mo like, Household name, I guess. Uh, like some old time. wash dude. Like it could be some old wash dude that's still just like just trying, to, yeah. trying to make it. I definitely played against. So I would say the most notable was probably Mario Chalmers. Like that was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Is he still good or what? He's not bad, but like he's definitely not like. I mean, I don't even know how to say that. It's like it's not like he was ever like just like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at Kansas, that dude was a stud. No, nah, he was for sure. Yeah. I think he he's a, like you look at like opportunity and situation. Like he's like a good. He I'd say he was like an average NBA player, but like he had LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosh. So like it was those three: Chalmers and Joel Anthony. So it was like Chalmers and Joel were just like role players in the right place at the right time, and I mean it worked out for him. Rich, what about you? Who's the best dude you played against this year? This year? Um, At UMass. I mean, you can do your entire college career, but, like, I'm here, so I already know I'm the best, the best person you played against. So, yeah, like, that one's not, goes without a question. Honestly, this year is probably Ron Harper Jr. He was on uh, – he's, like, on some draft boards – um, a couple guys from Davidson. I don't know. Honestly, like my friend, my when I was at Quinnipiac, we didn't really play anyone too good. Like we played Villanova one year, but I didn't play. And this year, we played like Rutgers and Penn State. They were okay. Um, but my year at BC, I played against the ACC. Was like a little down. There were like some NBA guys, but like I don't know, they weren't like dominant. Honestly, Cam Cam might be like the best dude I've seen in my college career. Um, because he was pretty dominant. So, yeah, you know what's great is you have maybe the best dunk I've ever seen that didn't go in. Uh, and it was on me, and and that's crazy. Because <laughs> for a second, Cam drove down the lane with his his left hand, <laughs> and Fact. rose up, and probably his knee was like at my head. 
and just missed the dunk. And I was like, I was like, this is because remember I couldn't be like how we used to watch uh, or I never watched the practice film, but dudes used to watch the practice film and then they would always send it in the group chat and be like, uh, like I, I remember one time where tr- Travis dunked on Kevin and it, I think it's still in that group chat. It's still there. Um, yeah. I just know that there's a clip out there of Cam maybe having his best dunk of his career, but it didn't go in because I'm just an elite defender like that. So that was that, that's probably one of my top moments, knowing that Cam right now is in the G League averaging what he's averaging and that I stopped his greatest dunk of all time. You met him at the rim and you lived to tell the tale. Barely. Yo, Rich, Rich, I've heard this story at least like 1,700 times. I always, I always, I always dude, whenever, whenever Cam gets a good, like a, some kind of accolade out there, I'll be like, yo, but remember that time you didn't dunk on me? Yeah. Yo, yo since we're talking about QU, I have to, I got a question. Who's the worst player that you guys have played with at QU since we've all been on that team? On scholarship? Yeah. Wow. The worst. This is gonna hurt some feelings. So I don't this know. This is gonna hurt some feelings. <laughs> Yo, Cam, why don't uh, you take the question first? <laughs> yeah, you gotta go first, Cam. Player. <laughs> Damn. It's kind of tough, though. It's like I feel like it's a between. Well, see, that's like, the thing. You guys have multiple. Years. Who's in between? Who's in between? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, how why why am I answering the question first? I asked it. I'm supposed to answer last. <laughs> Rich, you got multiple yeah. years to play with here. You got you got multiple guys. I only got one year to play with. Um first dude. Probably Isaiah Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> I knew Cam was gonna love that one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that's my dog, though. I love Zay, man. Yo, I'm gonna need <laughs> for some financial advising. So I want to burn that bridge. Oh um, my god! Damn. What about you, Cam? What do you think? Yeah, who you got? Cam? It's Matt's turn. <laughs> you know, I think I can confidently say this one though. But like, it's a loophole because I only played one year, and I don't know if he was the worst because I never actually saw him play. But Nate Davis, because I never he never actually played. He was injured all year. <laughs> he never played. That's, that's <laughs> he was always cool, injured. That's <laughs> my, my dog. Nate. My boy Nate. But Nate I think I tough. never seen him play. Nate Nate used to kill in practice the year before he transferred. Like your year, I think I don't even think he played when you were there. He was rehabbing his ACL. That's what and I mean. I, he, he, Cam, never he never played. He never played. Cam so. was like, yeah, Cam was there for his second year and he was like still coming back kinda. And then his third year, he was like, dude, he was like killing in practice. He had this like mid-range game that was like ridiculous, dude. He shot behind his head. So he'd just like get to the elbow and turn around and shoot over you. He did. Um, Yeah, he probably – he should have got – I thought that year like he could have helped us a little bit. I know he does too. So, unfortunately, he just didn't get the opportunity. Yo, dude, you can you can let uh, Coach Dunleavy know. I know Dunleavy's going to tune in this. We can call him Bakes now. You can call him Bakes now. (laughs) I gotta, go. <laughs> I gotta give him a call actually. <laughs> I actually gotta give Bake a call. That's fun. All right, Cam, who you got? I would have to see them play it out, but it, it had to be between Zay and 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 Ace. <laughs> no, I knew you were gonna say it. Bro. <laughs> I knew you it. Have to put, 
and, and my reasoning for it is because I literally seen uh, Ace shoot seven percent from the free throw line for a career. Oh my god, that was yo. I'll never do remember. Those... They, were, they got heated one day, man. They were about to, they were about to go at it. Bro, that was one of my favorite days. <laughs> Dude, I'll was... never forget the time that uh, it was like real early on, like in summer two or whatever. And Ace and Drew, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't like stutter step into like a defensive stance. They just like couldn't do it. They had to like physically, like actually work on like chopping their feet really quickly for like three weeks before they actually got it. Oh, those two! I actually talked to Ace though, like literally yesterday or something. I was like texting with him like yesterday. Uh, hell of a post on Instagram too. Hell of a post. That was a that was a great post. Oh yeah, the uh, the twins video. Yeah, yeah that was. Shout out, yo, shout out All Facts Media. If you're listening Facts. to this, go check it out. <laughs> uh, they're definitely tuning in right now. No, yeah. so Cam, or no, sorry, Rich. Rich, what is uh what is on the horizon for you right now? Freshman um, done with college, right? And you don't got any more years of eligibility, right? No. I I hope not. <laughs> um, no, I'm uh, I'm all done. Um and uh I she thinks it's hilarious. Like when uh, when I'd like do like a move or something, they'd be like, "Oh, the savvy veteran," and I'd be like, "Damn, I'm that guy now." Like I gotta get out of here. <laughs> but um, no, I gotta sign an agent, and then uh, you know I'm not like an NBA prospect right now, so probably go overseas or maybe if there's like a good situation in the G League, um, I'll look into that. But uh, excited to uh, become a big boy. And, uh, you know, get a job and start making money and, you know, take the next step of my life, really. Got you. We, we reaching out to Kevin Tarka here, our boy? I did. I did. Kevin's a great, great resource for me, man. He's been um, – Yeah, he actually supportive. is great. He's great. Yeah, he's a great dude, man. He's very open-minded and um, great resource. He's kind of just been there um, to support me, um, really, so – yeah, he's been great. I don't know. I got a couple of agents I'm talking to, so just got to figure it out. All right. So this is actually this what is going to be interesting because what's next to you, bro? Me or Cam? Both of you, Matt. You're getting married, dude. How about that? Yeah, that, that, that is yeah. that, that is yeah. that is something I guess we haven't talked about on this. Uh, yeah. So next, uh, what is it? July first, next summer. Both of you guys are coming. So clear the schedules, uh, nice. uh, both plus ones. So I know both your plus ones, uh, very, very, very well. So tell them who's to also Cam? clear the schedule. Who's Cam's plus one? Uh, my bro, Ilya. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, Matt, I just want to let you know, I think it was a little selfish. You proposed this early to your girlfriend because I don't think you took into account the pressure that you just put on me. After, that's after that's after what, that. hold on. That's what all my brothers said. That's what all my brothers said. Yeah, bro. You don't realize the ripple effect of your decision. Uh, So, wait. Now it's uh, uh, both of you guys are done with your your college careers. I I saw how Cam, you know, was at the end of his college career because we were uh, roommates still. Um, And then Cam just, like, up and bounced. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like right at the end of the season, literally like three days later, the dude was gone. Rich, how are you feeling now that your college career is uh, over? 
it's crazy, man. I was pretty emotional after, but really just like I was crying a lot, but just out of like happiness, just like I met so many great people and had so many great experiences that um, I just thought back to like when I entered college and how different of a person I was. Um, so I was just really like thankful for the growth and all that. Um, but I mean, the last half of the season was tough. Like I had like this like battle between like knowing it's almost over and like really trying to appreciate every moment. And then also being my fifth year and being like fatigued and being like, I don't want to do this like BS, like little BS stuff anymore. Um, I just want to be a pro and go play and worry about myself. So I was kind of fighting that, you know what I mean? The last half of the season. So I think, uh, I think it was great, but I'm ready to move on and excited for it. Cam, what, what was, what were your thoughts at the end of your college? Uh, career just time to get out of Connecticut man <laughs> with LA like what probably a week after the season officially ended and then got ready for all this other stuff you you weren't as emotional as uh, as Rich was um not really because like our season didn't end like when I thought it ended like after we lost in the MAC tournament, I thought it was over. And then we played another game and it was like we lost again. But it was like, all right, like the other one, it was already sad enough the first time. Like the last loss wasn't even sad anymore. <laughs> it was the English game I ever played in. For sure. <laughs> that was insane that we played in that. I I, I love you, Dooley. I love you, Dooley. But that was crazy when. Dooley came in the locker room and was like, I think I speak for all of y'all when I told coach we want to play. I was like, you don't speak for me, bro. I'm done. Uh, all I know is Cam left his 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 uh his car at Townwalk till like the day past the day we moved out. Like so, like I had already moved out and Cam's car was still sitting in the parking lot. Bro, my car was in Connecticut for an entire year after I left. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it to the next year when I came back from Italy. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, shoot. Yo, Cam, what, like, I mean, obviously you're, like, killing the G League right now. Like, is it easier to play in the G League than it is overseas? Yeah, like, on, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, more like, like, if you, you, like, you watch the NBA, so it's, like, everything is just – like spaced out you know we play like more towards like three ball oriented and overseas it's still kind of old school like the paint is packed you still kind of play inside out and things like that and slow pace and it's just like the g league is like super similar to the nba obviously the players aren't as good but like just the play styles like you kind of run the same systems as whatever nba club you're affiliated with so like it's literally like the nba but like you know obviously smaller scale but definitely way easier to score here than it is or play well here than it is overseas. What's the competition level? Um, I think like the games are more competitive overseas in my opinion, but the skill level is just like way higher here though. Cause like, like any given night you'll play a guy who went to Duke or Kentucky or wherever. Yeah. Those guys are like mid-major guys. They're, They're still super talented, but like, Obviously, like, it'll be five Americans or three Americans and the rest of them are foreigners. But here's a team full of, you know, good Americans. Like, what – like, this is kind of like a funny question. Like, what more do you have to do to get a call-up? Like, yeah. NBA team 
that it? Because, like, you are dominating right now. I mean, I'm glad Ridge is here to talk with me about this because, I mean, it's actually ridiculous. I, the amount yeah. of people that hit me up about big, yo, isn't this your boy? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, why isn't this dude going to call up? I'm like, I don't know how the NBA works. But, like, I, it, it is ridiculous uh, that – I mean, have you heard like any word at all ever? Um, yeah, like like during that time when everybody was getting called up, it was more so because of COVID. So like, like at that time, they were kind of telling me that I hadn't played enough games because I kind of missed the first month of the G League. I came late, so at that point, I probably played like seven games, but I was still, you know, doing the same thing I'm doing now. But people had wanted me to play to see me play more. Like, but now it's like you're not seeing as many call ups because like there's not really any like covid problems going on within the league so like everybody yeah. i'm getting contacts from nba teams and they, they like me a lot like they want me to play summer league and do training camps stuff like that so i mean it's moving in the, the right direction for sure bro do you think this has been like like the biggest year of your pro career yeah for sure like i've this is easily like the most efficient I've been, the highest, you know, scoring that I've been. In my opinion, like, I feel like the G League is, like, the second highest level you can play at. Like, I mean, obviously, EuroLeague is super competitive, but, like, in terms of being, like, right under the NBA scope, like, and then playing this well, like, so definitely, for sure. Yeah, bro. It is crazy. Is this the high – is this, like, the – I don't know how to phrase this question, but your highest scoring game in the G League so far, where does that compare to what you did in college? I mean, I don't know, actually, because like I scored 41 like a couple like a month ago, I think. But it was in like regulate like in regulation, like so in real time, like no overtimes. And I don't know. Like the 55 was crazy, but I definitely think the I like the 55 game more. Like, I feel like the college games always mean more than like you know the G League games or professional games, in my opinion. Yeah. What's um What's like your uh, What's like the crowd in like the What's like the crowds like at G at G League games? I guess. Like, are are there like are there like diehard fans? In some of these towns, there are. Like when I was in Memphis, it it wasn't really because obviously Memphis has their own NBA teams, but like some of these teams like. The Miami Heat G League team is in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So, like, they have a super big fan base, like, because there's no sports teams in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. So, it just depends on where you are. Yeah. I wonder if the, the if the NBA could get the G League to be, like, not the NBA, but, like, similar, where, like, they have packed gyms, like, semi-consistently. Um, yeah. It seems sure. like that. We just played um, – who was it? Uh, the Hornets G League team, and they had like obviously like Leangelo Ball and like Kai Jones, uh, JT Thor, like dudes who are obviously are a big name. Like Leangelo Ball is a bigger name, like not really an NBA guy, but the other two guys are on NBA contracts that are playing in the G League. So like they people come down to see them play. So definitely for sure. How was Leangelo? I was about to say that. <laughs> um, he didn't even he didn't get in the game when we just played him, but I did play him at the showcase in Vegas, and like, like they did like a whole highlight tape for him. Like I didn't even I swear to God I didn't even know he played until I seen the highlight tape. And he was like he had like 15 points on like four made threes, but I didn't even like realize he was out there. Like on the court, like he's like 
not really like a relevant person, but like obviously he's a he got a name behind them. Yeah. How many um like like every game is there always people there? Like and is it only from those two teams or is there like always just constant NBA guys in there? Um, there's always different scouts like from other teams, but like like the showcase, for instance, it's like it's like an AAU tournament. Like it was like they have tables set up for like every NBA team, so they're all there. And it's like I feel like that's more like summer league. Like that's how summer league is. But like it kind of just depends where you are, I guess. Like if you're in a place that's easily accessible, like more teams will come watch it. Are you so wait, you you mentioned summer league. Are you gonna are you planning on doing summer league this year? Uh yeah, that's the plan. You don't have like a specific team yet though? Um probably will be with the Cavs, to be honest. Wait, so what's your contract situation with the Cavs? Is it like like how many years are you signed through there? Well, I guess the I don't really know how it works necessarily. Like like I could go overseas now, like that's kind of like something that I'm considering like for the rest of the season since our season's already ending, but it's like a one year one year thing pretty much. Gotcha. So when Me- so when Memphis when you because you got traded you got traded from Memphis to Cleveland. Yeah. You, is your is that like is it like a G League contract or was it a contract with Memphis? And then they traded uh, more so through the G League. Gotcha. So it's not it's not kind of like the like the NBA where it's like dudes are signed are 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 dudes on your team like signed to Cleveland yeah I mean I mean I don't really know necessarily how it works but like it, ha- it has to work something like that it, it has to be somewhat similar because like that team owns your rights and whatnot like whatever it's called but you can get called up from any team right yeah so you that that's what I was just about that's next can you get called up from any team at like any given time or is it only from the Cavs right now yeah, so as long as you're not like on a like like the two way players are limited to only their team, but like if you're not on a two way, like you can go to pretty much any team. Got you. Yeah, I was talking with Jackson about that. He 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 didn't know either. I was like, yeah, I guess I can ask him when we do the uh, when when he hops on. But um, yeah, Cam, recently um you you got uh a character created for you or an NBA character created for you in a video game. And uh, it came out to be an exact replica, actually, uh, of, what, of what you look like. Uh, what are your thoughts on um, how it came out? And and have you used it yet? Um, I haven't used it. Like, I really haven't even been playing the video game that much these days. But it, it, it was funny seeing that, like, seeing them create, like, a, a G League jersey and all that stuff is, like, hilarious to me. But, like, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of cool, I guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna have the the character over the screen right now just so everyone uh, can see it. But um, that's definitely cap. You haven't been playing video games. I know that that's not true. I know that your PS4 is with you right now, bro. Since I got to Cleveland, it, my PS4 has not left my suitcase. Yo, no, use Zero Dark Thirty, man. I love it. You start you starting to get it, bro. You starting to it's starting to click for you, bro. I watch so much YouTube. It's not even funny. <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTube. So what do you watch on YouTube? Yeah, well, I was gonna say, what do you get into here? Bro, I watch like a lot of poker. That's like, like probably my number one thing I watch is poker. Rich, what do you watch on YouTube? I watch like a lot of um 
these videos like conspiracy videos like like it's really crazy the general public does not know like what this world actually is <laughs> um and we could dive into that another time all right but just just give me <laughs> give me your craziest conspiracy theory right now it's not even a conspiracy theory it's just probable truth to be honest <laughs> but um oh here's a good one and this has doctors and scientists behind it so it's just not some crazy white dude named rich kelly but um so there were definitely like like the pyramids like the egyptians and they were a lot more advanced than we think they were like the reason people think the aliens did the pyramids is because like the math just doesn't make sense for like a primitive society but we're starting to find new information that says like these societies were a lot smarter than we think they were. And there's a lot of societies that we didn't even know um, were real. Like they're finding these underground um, cities in the Amazon using this like radar technology called LIDAR. And so they're finding like there was this entire world we don't know about in the Amazon. It's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, So yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. That's just one of them though. I got a lot. All right, Cam, what's what's your craziest conspiracy theory? I don't got none. I don't really get into the mumbo jumbo. That's, that's not true. All right, Rich, was the moon landing real or fake? Um, from my research, it seems that the moon landing was real. It's actually incredible because they had like less processing power than we have on our cell phones, and they put someone on the moon. But, um, I mean, there's definitely aliens and they like, so I had to get off TikTok because my TikTok got so dark. It was straight up like dark web conspiracy videos of like aliens, like, like literal, literal UFOs, like real UFOs, like right in society. And I was like, bro, I can't do this right now. I'm getting ready for the season. Like it was, it was insane. All right. I got one more conspiracy that's like real. So in Zimbabwe, in like 1970, um, Cam, don't give me that look, bro. You give me, <laughs> <laughs> bro. In Zimbabwe, I'm just, I'm just sitting there like waiting for Cam to just go on the opposite side of Rich right now, so you two can just go at it. I know Cam's just sitting here waiting for something. Even if he doesn't disagree with it, he's just gonna disagree with it for the terms of disagreeing with it. I consider this story within the mumbo jumbo department. Um. But so in 1970s, Zimbabwe, there's a school, like little kids, right? And a craft landed right outside the school. And these like gray aliens came out and they asked all the kids like, yo, what happened? And every single one of them drew the same exact thing. All these little kids. And you can't like, and like now you talk to, they're doing a documentary. It's coming out on Netflix next year. And these kids are like 45 years old. And they're all still like, yes, this happened. We saw aliens right in front of us. So, open your eyes, people. We're not alone here. <laughs> um, no, all right. Let's uh, before we get too too wrapped up here in the conspiracy theories, I, I got to bring it back to video games because Rich, something you don't know about Cam is that Cam actually plays his the best basketball uh, he ever plays when he's just playing video games every other hour of the day. Really. <laughs> Are you a better video game player than you are a real life basketball player? You think? I feel like I used to be. 
Like the fact right. that I couldn't get a PS5 kind of like pushed me away from video games, you know? You were pretty good. I remember a funny story. Like me and Cam were roommates my freshman year on the road. And I actually tell this a lot. Like Cam was like addicted to Fortnite and would be playing till like 3 a.m. in the morning. And I'd like wake up in a haze sometimes and just like see him playing. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I just go back to bed. And then Cam would drop like 25 that night. Yeah. And if I don't get my 10 hours of sleep, dude, I'm going to like turn the ball over eight times. But Cam <laughs> could get like three hours of sleep and just go dominate. That's what that's what I told Cam because when we were roommates, I'm pretty sure the night before his Sienna game, this dude like didn't sleep because me and him were playing Fortnite literally all night. And then this dude woke up and just got on the bus. And then I was recording actually this podcast and I like got an ESPN notification. Not that Quinnipiac was losing, just a rant. It was like one of those notifications like Coach K is retiring. It just pops up on your phone. And it was like Quinnipiac's Cameron Young is has just scored 50 points in a college game. And I look, looked down and I was like, that doesn't make sense. Me and this dude were literally playing Fortnite like four hours ago at like 6 a.m. <laughs> what it should have said is Cam Young and Rich Kelly combined for 79 points. <laughs> Overtime win. Rich Kelly hits a big corner three with one minute left. <laughs> um, listen, I, I don't want to like – to my own horn here, but I told this to Rich. I am pretty much the avenue for Quinnipiac players to score 40-plus in a game. Like, all you have to do is just, like, be my roommate because 40-ball Kelly here freshman year was my roommate freshman year, and then the next year, Cam goes on and breaks Quinnipiac's scoring record and is also my roommate. So, Bakes, if you're listening to this, um, I'm sorry because I denied your request the year after the room with Aaron Falzone because I know what living with Aaron Falzone is like he's a slob. Uh, and I might have ruined his Quinnipiac career for that. Yeah, I remember as I was sleeping, Matt would just whisper in my ear, he'd be like, you a dog. They can't check. <laughs> and he just really got me in that mindset like, yo, they really can't check me. <laughs> Yo, who was the kid on Fairfield, uh, Rich, that you played that game? I always forget his name. The good one, the Tyler Nelson. Tyler Nelson, that's right. Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, they said he was the best player in the MAC that year. And then Rich went put 40 on him. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? <laughs> he was the best player in the MAC. <laughs> you know what's crazy is you two uh, were, you two were roommates on the road. Do you guys remember who my roommate was? Was it Kev? No, Kev wasn't on the road that year. Uh, he's already been mentioned on the podcast here. He's Who was right? it? It was Dooley Boy. Isaiah Dooley Boy. <laughs> no, me and Dooley Boy. <laughs> Dooley Boy? How was that for you? Did he really – he just took you under his wing? Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, like, <laughs> I think like maybe we said like 15 words of each other, each other the entire time. Like, like we just never like talked. You and just understood that, each other. You didn't even need to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he would just like, when it was, when he had to go to bed, he would just like shut the whole, like shut the whole room down. I just be like, all right, I guess, I guess we're going to bed now. Like it's just, it's oh. time to go to bed. Um, Talk about crazy story, man. That dude's life story is insane. It is insane. He's, yeah. he's whole, I, I actually, cause he would always FaceTime his mom. Uh, like, in, like that was like his thing. He would like FaceTime his mom, like uh, the day before a game, whatever. And I would always just have to like, hear that he like not have to but i would always just hear their conversations because i don't think he knew what headphones were 
Uh, so yeah. I just, so I should just be sitting there, but I'll never forget the time, um, where me and Cam's thing was like, we would always just go get like a uh, Starbucks literally at every hotel or we would go find it. And I like said it one time and I think you were there too, Rich. And I was like, yo, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm going to like meet up with Cam. We're going to get Starbucks and, and dude is just like, all right, I'm coming. I was just like, all right. <laughs> I guess he's coming. <laughs> Uh, I don't I, I actually love Dooley. Dooley was a great leader for us. He's a great guy. But I actually remember one of those stories this is like the funniest thing to me is that you the um Dooley didn't want to give you like the full money one time. It was like six dollars and eighty cents. And he was like, I'll give you the six bucks. Don't <laughs> worry. I was like, damn, you're really shorting them 80 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was like one of my favorite stories. It's so subtle, but it's just so funny. I love you, Dooley, if you're watching this. Oh, that that Quinnipiac team uh, was that had some characters, man. Yo, yo, I want to know what my favorite probably QU story that I've heard. Scott, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I do. I already know. Bro, it's the one. It's the one that Rich tells about when Zay had the Bitcoin in his phone. Bro, that is probably my All favorite. Right. You want me to tell it? You have to tell it. <laughs> All right. So this is like a five-minute story. So <laughs> I hope Zay doesn't watch this. Um, so, <laughs> so Isaiah came to play um, at Quinnipiac, graduate transfer from Penn State. And he came early. And I'm like local to Connecticut. So like they were like, yo, Rich, come work out with Isaiah. You guys could be in the backcourt this year. So the first day he comes and plays. And I'm like, all right, he's from Penn State, like all that. And we play on one-on-one, I beat him. I'm like, holy shit, like I'm nasty. And so then he was like, yo, I wasn't really trying. Comes back the next day to my gym, like my home gym that I work out in, and my brother's working out too. And so we're playing one-on-one-on-one. And so I, we're, it's the last game. I win like the first four games. Like I'm just – I'm having a good day. We're playing the fifth game. I think he said, like, winner take all in the last game, like, of course. But um, I scored, like, three times in a row on my brother. And then I have game point. So I have four points playing a five. And my brother goes to check up. He's like, nah, nah, you're done. Takes the ball from my brother, pushes him, <laughs> says, check up. And, like, we, me and him, I don't score. He doesn't score. We go back, forth, back, forth. Eventually, I get the fifth bucket. And uh, so he knows my brother. And throughout the season, my brother would, like, come to game, say what's up. And then we're in the locker room one day, and he had got Bitcoin that year. And side note, I remember Bitcoin crash, and I was like, yo, Zay, because he told me to get in on it, and I did. I'm like, yo, Bitcoin crash. He's like, I sold that last month. I was like, you didn't want to tell me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, we're in the locker room after a win one time, so my brother comes in to, like, get a snack or something. And uh, he's like, yo, Rich, come check this out. Shows me his bank account. Has like 200 grand in it. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. And my brother comes over. He's like, what's that? And Zay's holding the phone like this. My brother comes over and goes, yo, who is that? (laughs) John was like, I've met you like eight times. He's like, nah, bro, you got to get out of here. I don't know you. Oh my god. That was so good, bro. 
Yeah. Yo, <laughs> on that note, I actually got to bounce, bro. I got to go get dinner with my brother. Uh, all right, Rich. Appreciate you guys having appreciate me. Appreciate you stopping by. All right. Great to see you guys. Bye-bye, right, bro. Later. That's hilarious. Um, that wait, that's your favorite story, bro. My favorite story, bro. No, my favorite story, and I don't know if I should tell it, because no, I guess I can tell it. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it, it's with Kev, dude. Do you not remember the time where, uh, because the school gave you guys like uh, issued laptops or whatever. And Rich, damn, I wish he didn't bounce. I wish he, he didn't just bounce. Rich uh, convinced Cam, or not convinced Cam, convinced uh, Kev that the school monitored everything he did on the laptop. And then Rich also got uh, Coach Morris in on the joke. And Coach Morris came in and said something to Kev and was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, hey, Kev, uh, just an FYI, like, uh, be careful what you're doing on your computer because the school monitors it. And Coach Morris said that to Kev. And then after practice one day, you know how uh, Bakes used to call you guys up and he would, like, break down film with you guys? Yep. Same day, they called in Kev. Coach Dunleavy called in uh, Kev to come meet with him. <laughs> and Kev sits down <laughs> at the office. Start the film and he just goes, Coach. I swear to God, I'm not. He's like, I wiped all the history on what I'm watching on the laptop. <laughs> he's like, they won't find anything. And Dudley was like, What are you talking about, dude? Bro, I've never heard this story. <laughs> I wish we were just still here. That story, that is all time. Uh, and I know Kev's probably listening to this, and I'll probably I'll see Kev next week in class. Uh, he probably he probably won't like that, but that that was that's that's my my all time quick dance story. That that was hilarious. Oh, Kev was Kev was a different breed, dude. For sure, Kev is a different breed. He's he's yeah. uh, he's hilarious. He's him and Rich, dude, used to go at it. You remember that? They would like go at it in the locker room, not like sure. just like verbal arguments. And Rich was always just a little smarter. Uh, so Rich knew what he was saying, but yeah, that was that was crazy for um, sure. All right, before we go here, um, I was told that you would be the person I should do this. I should do this with. I've never done this. Do you know uh, what Wordle is? Wordle. Yeah, you know, like the game uh-huh. like Wordle, where like every day it's like a new day, or it's like a new. Every day it's a new day. Every day it's a new word, and you have to try and guess it, and you have six tries to guess it. Nah. It's like a New York Times thing. Well, there's an NBA edition one where it's all the dudes in the NBA. And I think I've never done it, but someone DM me and was like, yo, you should do this with Cam because they listened to last week's episode. They were like, do this with Cam. Um, so to that person, I did, they're like, don't say my username. I won't say your username, but they're listening. Um we're going to do this. I don't know who it is today. Like I said, I've never done it. I'm going to share my screen. Um, this is, this is it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is how it works. You get eight guesses. 
to try any current NBA player. So green in any column makes it a match. Obviously, yellow indicates a team, a mystery player at one point played for this team, but does not currently. Yellow in this position column indicates the partial match to the mystery player's position. Yellow in any other column indicates these attribute two inches, years, numbers of the mystery. If you get stuck, try enabling silhouette mode. A new mystery player every day. So I think I, I've seen somebody do it. So I'm going to guess like James Harden. He's probably going to start with. Okay, nothing. So he's not in the East. He's not on Philly. He's over 6'5". He's over age 32, and he's over number one. So that's how it works. You get it? Wait, what? So this is how it works. So we have two, we have seven guesses left. You have to try and figure out who the player is, and they give you hints across the way. So this was obviously a terrible guess because we only got three hints. So the person is over six foot five. He's over age 32, and he's, uh, he's over number one, and he doesn't play for, in the East or on the 76ers. Okay. So I need another dude. Give me someone in the West. That's over. That's number is over number one and over age thirty-two. Wait, where do you see the number at? Maybe it's oh, there it goes. Oh, my screen was zoomed in too much. Um, it it has to be LeBron at this point. All right, so he's in the West. He's under age thirty-seven. Damn, he's under 6'9". He's a, he is a forward and he's in the West. But he's over 30. He's over 32, but he's not over 37. In the West. Who the hell is that old? He's not on the Lakers. And he's not in the that division. No, he's not in that division. And he's not in the Pacific Division. He's a forward, not in the Pacific Division. He's under 6'9", though. Pacific Division is like Phoenix, Lakers, Clippers, Golden State, and like Sacramento. So he's not on one of those teams. No. So he could either be on like Utah, Denver, Minnesota, Trailblazers, OKC, Memphis. How old is he? Who's over 30? James Harden was, over, what, 32? He's between 32 and... 37 so yeah. far. I'm trying to think. I don't fucking know. He's in the West. Oh, wait. Bro, this could, this could take us a while. Hmm. He's a forward and he's under 6'9". I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up the... The divisions here. I don't know. It's how it is. It's uh, what's his name? What's the guy that plays for Denver? He's a four. Is he a forward? I guess he's technically a forward. Uh, he used to play for the Celtics. Um, Green. Green. F. Green. He has to be. 
Oh my God, this dude got it on third three tries. Jeff Green, bro. Thank you. That's crazy. Wait, we got. I didn't tell you. When the fuck did we get it? I don't know. That's crazy. All right. <laughs> three. I can't believe. It. I thought we weren't going to get it in eight. He gave it away. Like, it's saying the division kind of gave it away. I'm like, who else is like a name that would even come up? I see for me, I thought the age, I thought the thing that helped us was the age. I didn't know. I thought like he would, I didn't know he was that young. I thought he'd be older. I thought him and LeBron were like some, like the same age, or he seems older than LeBron for some reason. That's crazy that, we, that you, you just got it that quick. That's nuts. I mean, I can't believe you just said LeBron second. That's wild. <laughs> well, yeah, when, when it wasn't in the East, I was like, all right, got LeBron. Everything else kind of fit for him for the when it went to James Harden to him. I mean, James Harden was a terrible number one. Dude, did, I mean, I guess he did help. Not really. Ugh. All right, bro. So what's next? When, when's the season officially done here? Um, season's over April second. And then you uh, said you you might go over go overseas. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure it out right now. Maybe go for like the playoffs of overseas, maybe like a month and a half, two months, and then get ready for summer league and stuff like that. Got you. Yep. It's All right, bro. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, we're gonna have to have you on again soon. Uh, obviously, you know. What you're doing right now is crazy in the G League. It's crazy you haven't been called up yet, but it's amazing. Uh, wish you nothing but the best. And, again, I appreciate you coming on. It was, this was fun. Uh, whenever I start laugh crying on, on a, in the middle of an interview, it's always a good time. So, appreciate you. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. Sure, bro. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Later.